0: Welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show today and I am Super excited to be able to to be able to welcome onto the show today, Christy H. Sullivan. And Christy and I met through—I don't even know where we originally met. I think it was a Facebook group, and we got to talking about human design. We are both incorporate human design into our work. So Christy is a human design expert and self care influencer, and she's on a mission to help busy women stop overworking and start overflowing. And so, um, and how many of us don't need that? That's literally when we first started our conversation, Christy is like, how are you? And I'm like, busy. (laughs) Definitely. We all are. I think that this is a great topic and um, I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So Christy, if you don't mind, will you just uh, introduce yourself to us and share a little bit more about yourself with us?
1: Sure. And thanks so much for having me, Christy. Um, Not only do we share a similar name, but uh, the love for human design. Um, I'm a generator, if you do know what human design is. So yeah, I've been taught to be busy, productive. Um, Yeah, just uh, I call it now feeling full and um, yeah, making time though for what I also need. So that's important. But I have a background in and actually in marketing, but I've always had this passion for um, not only health and wellness, but personal development. So about five years ago, I came across this human design concept and you know, started like look, looking into it for myself. It was part of a life coaching program that I was part of, and um, it was really insightful. And then about three years ago, I faced some crises in my life. Um, when it was partly my family, my marriage, and then eventually my job, and then COVID hit. So there was definitely a lot of shifts in my life during those last few years. And I would say the last year, I've especially used human design to apply that in my own life, as well as self-care, which I really credit to helping me get through some of those crises And, uh, you know, we all face that in some point in our life. And I just was lucky to have people, um, in my wheelhouse tools in my toolbox to help me with self-care and then to understand from human design that how we show up with our energy is so, so important. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm a manifesting
0: generator, so, um, when we say busy, I'm like, I wear busy, like a badge of honor, or I used to, you know. And so for those that don't know, manifesting generators are really just always on the go, I feel like all over the place. We're multitaskers, we've got a lot of energy, really excited about things. Um, so it's, and with all that sacral energy behind us, it can be really easy to get into that busy trap. Plus, Having an undefined root center, here's where things like human design helped me. Having an undefined root center, I could never understand like to-do lists are, are great, but also terrible for me at the same time. Because if I couldn't get everything checked off that to-do list, even if I got, you know, monumental amounts of it accomplished, if not everything was checked off, it was like this internal pressure like we can't rest until everything's done. Um and so you know, understanding all of the way that those pieces come together and, um, you know, work together to create these, you know, different ways that we feel or operate and just understanding it has been huge. So I don't know if you feel that way too, on your human design
1: journey. Definitely. And I love that you use that example of the to-do list and you mentioned an open route. So if you don't know human design, some of your energy centers are um, have a certain characteristic and other people have a different uh, char- set of characteristics. So it's what makes us so unique with this energetic blueprint, how we're born with. But my root center is actually defined. So for me, like I have to remember, put stuff down on a to-do list, like, and I'm okay with not getting it all done in one day, but I need to have some organization, especially because I have an open head. So I don't easily remember things or I'm just like a squirrel, like, oh, something else has caught my attention. So to me, uh, a to-do list isn't overwhelming and it actually can be really more helpful because I just need more of that, you know, that grounding to just keep me, keep me tethered, I would call it.
0: I love that. And so, you know, and I feel much the same way, like I need to have it down because I'm the open, um, open head too. And I'm just all over. So
1: you're a real pressure center. (laughs) You're like pressure, pressure cooker is what I heard. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
0: caught in the middle of just constantly bouncing between them (laughs) either up in my head or yeah, that stress and pressure of the root center, but just knowing about it and like what was causing it is huge for me. Um, I I like to give the example of back before COVID hit and um, I have five boys and the mom to five boys. And so they'd all, I'd pick everybody up after school and they'd all get in the car and it would just be like this explosive mess. One was yelling, the other one was yelling at him. Then I end up in tears and I would have literally, I would explain it to my husband. I was like, it feels like there's this little literal pressure building up inside of me, like when they all start getting in the car, like they don't even have to say anything to me. And it's just like, I feel it building and the tension increases. And so learning later, you know, some of them are defined, some of them are undefined, some of them are defined, have defined emotional centers and, um, you know, their emotional waves and just learning all of those aspects. I'm like, no wonder I felt like that. And now knowing it later, I can use all my different tools and realize when it's coming up, okay, this is just that influence that I'm taking in of everybody else's energy. And I can use my tools to work through that. So it's just, it's been a game changer.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I love that you talked about that because whether or not you know what human design is, that's really not always important. It's that we just recognize that energy really is all around us and we're either picking stuff up from others and it could be good stuff, but sometimes it's really impacts us and, and, and catches us off guard and overwhelming. Um, and to start to be mindful of that. And what I've learned through this practice too, is that we're all okay. We're not here to be fixed. Like just because we pick up that energy, we just need to clear it. And we also just really need to have a lot of self-awareness and understand ourselves so that, again, we're not here to fix a design that's flawed. We're here to understand that design, work with it, make different choices, and just try to get in that alignment of like, okay, I get my energy. If that's somebody else's, I can let it pass. You know, just the awareness is huge.
0: I love that you bring that up, self-awareness, because that is so huge, the ability to recognize when you know um, something's coming up for you, just that ability to recognize, oh, what is this? Is this mine? What could be going on? And being able to question it has been just a huge game changer. So I love that you bring that up. And like you said, you don't even have to have a big understanding of human design or know most, you know much about it at all to be able to just tune into yourself and, and um, just start paying attention and being aware of yourself. Um, I'd love to know, like, how did you first come across human design? I love hearing people's stories about that.
1: Yeah. So my journey, I think, brought me to human design because I had, I'm always, and still am um, interested in, in, different ways to just figure out who I am, personal development, you can call it spiritual development. Um, I think it started in a major way when I discovered yoga about 20 years ago. Um, But when I heard about human design five years ago, it was through a friend who was doing a coaching program. And she sent an email that said, um, three lies and one life-changing truth. And that caught my attention and the premise of this um, email and a video that she had recorded was around this idea that we're all trying to work hard and that's a certain energy and not everyone is built that way. And you talked about something called the sacral energy center and 70% of us who are either a manifesting generator like you or a generator like me have this like, Sacral center. So, for people who don't know human design, the way I des- describe it is like we've got this car battery and it's pretty big and, and, and knows how to, how to keep us moving through the day. Manifesting generators, their car battery tends to drain a little quicker than a generator. But when I understood that, okay, not everyone is meant to work really hard, but also the generators or manifesting generators. Need to not like work hard to make things happen, but to align our energy and go after or follow through with the right opportunities that make the work feel effortless. So we like to work, but that idea of being busy or tying I heard this through somebody who teaches human design who ties productivity to your value, your worth, instead of okay, what feels right for me? And when I accomplish that, or I'm able to follow through on it and it it reaches me to the next level or the next step. To me, all of that just, it was something new, a new concept. And I loved learning about it. So I pursued, you know, what is this human design? Cause that caught my attention, this idea. And I grew up in an Eastern European family where we're all taught to work hard, blood, sweat, and tears. You go to school, study hard. And then you graduate, you go back to school, to college, you study hard, you graduate, you get a job and you work until you're 65. And, and I knew a, by dabbling in entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial world that there are other options than just a nine to five job. But I also then wanted to find out why um, this idea of overworking wasn't necessarily the best thing. So I learned my conditioning, they call it of that belief system that I had sort of passed down through my generations. And so to me, that was that was what brought me to human design and how I started to use it for my own practice.
0: The thing is, I think so many of us have been conditioned, like you said, with that work hard, you know, that work hard mentality, that go to school, get your education, work hard, you go to college and, and just keep working hard. And I think that that's been, Just really ingrained in our society in general. Um, You know, you look at like the 40 hour work week. (laughs) I look at my poor husband and I'm like, I only schedule myself to work maybe like 20 hours, like four hours a day. I'm like, four hours a day is my maximum. And he's like, well, that must be nice. And I'm like, you know, it's just, yeah, where did we as a society, we've created that kind of a culture, you know, that. They're working five days a week, we get our two days off, you know, over the weekend, and then you're back at it. And so, learning the concept recently of like we're really more here to kind of like be and have experiences and not spend so much time, um, like working and uh, just doing the I say like the daily grind kind of stuff. Um, it was it was really eye opening you know, to look at things that way, like, gosh, who even invented like this whole idea of like the 40 hour work week, or like it had to be set up in this way for like corporate America. And then of course I go down the rabbit hole. I'm like, it's their way to, you know, indoctrinate us and you know, all those things. I go down all the,
1: (laughs) yep. Yep. And, and look at the year that we've had, right. Where people's work has been disrupted and then that seeped into life in terms of, you know, now most people working from home and trying to balance their home life or moms with kids that they had to teach, oh my God, you know, there was just such a, um, I call it the disruption, but this also uh, name of a book that I was in called The Great Pause. Like it made us potentially pause to say, what the heck is going on? What can we do differently? Um, why are we doing this to begin with? Why am I working a job? I mean, yes, for money, but even like this idea of, Oh, you're an entrepreneur. You have to work 80 hours. Like there's again, this idea that somebody planted. I love this book called the code of the extraordinary mind. And he mentions it. He, he calls the world word rules, bullshit rules. I hope I can say that on a podcast, but like who came up with these rules and yes, They are somebody's rules or concept. And yes, a lot of people follow them, but you can do things differently. And then when you start to realize to do things in a way that's best for your energy, things just start to overflow in a whole other way.
0: Oh, I'm so glad that you said that because I'm like, who told us things have to be that way? I feel like my recent kind of um, dissection that I've been going through is with my parenting journey, looking at one big thing we've been looking at is kind of like mealtimes. And I actually ran across somebody else who said something similar on Instagram. Like when we look at the human design t- uh, chart, there is, I think it's like 12 different um, you know varieties of uh, determination that we can have. So how we digest and that, um, you know, this digs into kind of more advanced, the primary health system and talking about the nutrition, but, um, you know, looking at when did we decide that we all sat down at mealtime and we all ate the same thing and we all, you know, were able to eat in the same way. And I was like, that's mind blowing because I've never, um, I do feed my boys, like, Uh, different things, you know, like we have the same thing, but they all have something different they like. And then I know that one of my boys is a nervous determination. So he's kind of up and down a lot. And so he might sit off on his own because he likes to be up and down. And then, you know, and I've always felt guilty about that. And then I thought later, when did we start getting so many of these rules that when the things that I feel guilty about as a mom, where did I get this idea from? And is that really wrong? Because it you know, it's working for our family kind of, it's led me towards down more of this path of like um, parenting by intuition really more than anything. I'm like, well, they say that's bad, but.
1: (laughs) And I think what happens is if you're not doing it that way, or it's not working out, especially moms, they'll start to feel guilty or even shamed because they see other families supposedly doing it right. Or, um, you know, that's what they think, especially if you're seeing on Facebook a flowery life. But the truth is, I think, especially like parenting is such a great example. And I will full disclosure, I'm not a parent, just a great aunt, great me, a good aunt. (laughs) Um, I just know that moms can feel guilty and um, a lot of pressure Um, and what happens when you just accept that you can be different, your family can figure out something that works for them. And again, this is that concept in human design of just accepting and leaning back and into your own style and your best way for yourself without judgment from others or even from yourself. And that, um, acceptance, we talked about awareness, but acceptance is another big key to just accept you are unique. Your children are unique. Even your husband or partner is unique. So that that impacts communication styles as well, even within the family. I have this one friend, she discovered human design and, and two of her kids, her and her husband are both generators. And their kids are projectors, which are only 20% of the population. They're big thinkers or they like to kind of take time to do things as well. They need a lot of downtime as well. They're not with that big car battery. They're much smaller. And once she realized that, she shifted things like how people made decisions in in their family and, and giving them time and some space. And she said it has made such a difference. And it's And this is literally only in the last few months, maybe six months at the most that this has changed for her. Oh my God. I love to hear that
0: (laughs) because that's the exact same thing that, you know, I started doing with my own kids was shifting how I interacted with each of them. Cause I have, I'm a man, gen. my husband's a generator. We have two projectors, two generators and a man, gen. So there's a whole lot of us up in here. (laughs) There's a whole lot of sacral energy.
1: Yeah. And that's all, that's only like, we know that's only the beginning of this human design rabbit hole because our type is just one aspect. And then there's so many other things and it can be complicated. So warning sign, if you start to look at human design, consult with somebody like Christy or me, because you probably want a little guidance and understanding your chart. It can be really complex, but it can be so insightful and, and it can be explained in a real easy to me, basic way, because otherwise you can get really lost.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I love like, like you mentioned earlier, Like And everybody's unique. So even though like in my case, I have two projectors, they're vastly different, (laughs) vastly different. I was actually surprised to learn that my oldest was a projector because he's always kind of so energetic and on the go. But, um, you know, there's also different aspects of the chart that, you know, play into that. And there's, um, he's actually an energy projector. So there's three actually kind of subtypes of the projector that can show up differently. So like Christy said, it can get really, really advanced, really down the rabbit hole really quick. But there's so the amount of information that you can uh, pick up from there and the insight you can gain. Um, One of my other favorite stories to tell is my little one. He was diagnosed a few years ago with uh, ADHD. And after I learned human design and started diving into his chart, realize there's so many aspects of his chart that are like um, kind of correlated with ADHD. So he had like, he's a man, Jen. Um, He has open head and Ajna. He had um, a couple of the gates. I think it was like uh, gate nine was one of them. And so there were so many aspects that I was like, Wow. But it also gave me a new way to start working with him to realize like, okay, you know, when he's getting really like hyper and impulsive, um, I'm like, okay, this energy is kind of getting stuck in him and running around. So, you know, almost always getting him to do something physical or, you know, just even shake or whatever I can get him to do to like get energy moving is is a game changer and so just kind of realizing and being able to realize like oh this might be going on with him let me try this strategy with him so just yeah it's it's incredible so like she said reach out to one of us if you are have been listening to us talk and you're like i i need to (laughs) learn more about this please reach out and connect with one of us i'd love to know because you also um are really big about promoting self-care um how do you weave in human design with self-care? Do you uh, feel that it's important depending on your type? Um, does your self-care look different?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And I first started, I think, more on the self-care platform because of my wellness background and teaching yoga and going through that those uh, periods of time in my life with crises that to me, I started to see self-care in three different ways, a couple of different ways. Um, there's like basic self-care and I'm not talking about brushing teeth, but more like new year's resolutions where you're trying to like get on track with maybe how you're eating or moving. Um, there's then the people who are more committed on a daily basis. And they're just normally like, okay, I eat really well, or I do meditation most days. Um, but I looked at, this bigger way of doing self-care. And that's more around the inner work. So it can be doing things like meditating, eating better, because that definitely provides your body and uh, your mindset um, some important aspects, but there's also the spiritual part. And I would call that also the energetic part. And so I realized that was so important. Now, when you look at human design, How you're built energetically. Um, And I wanted to state it doesn't change. It's really how you were encoded or built, uh, born into in this world. But you have things like trauma and family dynamics that definitely add layers on top of that. So, doing something like the inner work helps address things that might come up for you, like self limiting beliefs or old wounds and traumas that need to be addressed. So you mentioned offline, we were talking about something like tapping where that helps um, move the energy in your body, as well as um, just shifts things from the inside out. That to me is like such a great way to do self-care or at least one aspect, but everyone is unique again in what kind of self-care they need. It could be based on type, but I like to walk people through a process where they actually sit with their inner guidance to figure out what do they need right now, what intention do they want to set, and then what is that self-care that they would do now to support that. So it'll be different for everybody. And it might be, again, doing some deeper inner work to start to recognize how your programming and conditioning is. When you start to address that, and I feel like you're getting back to who you were meant to be, your unique energetic self, which is your human design. Even again, if you don't know what that is. I love
0: that. I love that question of like, what do they need right now? I feel like I've naturally gotten myself into a routine where I have, um, you know, some of my self care practices, I have many, many different things that I like to do. And of course, I'm not always doing all of them in the same day, because that's all I'd be doing all day long, which would be great. But there's life and you know, all the other stuff. <laughs> so if I could just do my stress free practices all day, I would be like Zen all the time. But <laughs> but what I like to do is the same thing in the morning as I kind of wake up and I'm like, Okay, I have all my things I can do. But like, what do I need right now? What do I feel like doing? Do I need movement? Do I need to sit and journal? Do I just want to sit and read something? Do I just like, what do I feel like doing this morning? And um, I feel like for me and just my type and the way that I work, that that has been just so um. I want to say like freeing for me in a way, just be that freedom to have that flow of just like, what do I need today? What do I need today? So I, I love that you say that. Like, what do you what do you need right now? And, and the self-care can change. Like, you know, if you're really needing movement and then, you know, like you said, you get a couple of weeks from now and you're like, no, I really need to do some inner work instead now and work on some things that have been cropping up for me or, you know, So, um, I just think that that's really important uh, too that you can change and flow. It doesn't have to always look the same.
1: Yeah. And also when you look at your human design, there is a need for some of the types to make sure that they get some physical exercise. That's definitely something not to overlook because that does affect your sleep cycle. And, um, there's other factors too, but one thing I always point out is make sure that sleep is part of your self-care because that's the time when we rest and restore. That's the time when our energy clears the best. Um, Even sometimes some of the types, as we know, should really sleep on their own so that their energy kind of gets back to like neutral. Um, But that's a whole other rabbit hole. But, uh, you know, that just basic is something that we all should be addressing. But then there's, again, different ways that we each can be doing self-care as well.
0: I love that. Did you bring up sleep? We have a whole story on that, but
1: <laughs> we'll save that for another time for another um, podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like, cause a week I'm sure we could go on and on and on. And um, this conversation has been awesome, but I, I want to come back around to you during the pandemic, you, you wrote three books.
1: Is that correct? Right? Well, I was, I was a, an, author in three collaborative books. So yeah. So, um, I wasn't that ambitious or overworking, (laughs) um, but I love this idea. Collaborative books are like the chicken soup for the soul. So 20 authors, 20 or 25 in each book. And so I got to write a chapter in three different books. And, um, I just love that because to me, collaboration, um, is part of my makeup, I think. And, when you get to pick up a book that teaches you in various ways about um, self-care or uh, a spiritual tool that you could use, um, you hear different perspectives from different authors. So I think that's really cool. And I'll plug here a little, uh, little plug for a Human Design Collaborative book that I'm working. To produce where you'll, you'll hear from 25 different authors about their human design story and how it either changed their life or tips and tools for, um, for others to use. And, and Christy's going to be part of it. So, um, that's going to be, um, my fourth production when I come when uh, by the end of this year.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Yes. I'm super excited to be collaborating on that. So you guys be on the lookout for that. Um, your other books though, are they all available um, on Amazon?
1: They are. um, So you can look up my author page, Christy H Sullivan, and I will also provide my contact info if you'd like a signed copy, because um, that I would provide directly from my stash. So um, people can also contact me um, for a copy.
0: Awesome. Signed copies are way better. So, we're going to make sure that we link it down in show notes that you'll be able to go straight over um, to connect with Christy. So, you'll be able to get that. So, how else are you working with others right now? Do you do any one to one? Do you have any group programs or courses?
1: Yes, I do. I have actually a brand new digital course. I call it maybe a mini course. It's Blends human design and self care for those who are new to perhaps the concept of human design, but it also gives you a process to walk away from the course with your own self care personalized plan. It takes only about an hour. I've got these mini videos, uh, workbook included, so it's interactive. And as part of one option, I would do a mini reading if somebody wants to know about their unique energetic blueprint. Um, and, uh, that course just launched. So it's, uh, for a special price right now, if, uh, people can connect to me for that. Um, I also have a self-care Facebook page, which is free for anybody right now. It is called Christie's self-care tribe. It's just a place to get inspired to do daily rituals for self-care. And, um, we talked about also, readings I'm available if, People want to do um, one-on-one meetings as well.
0: Awesome! So I will make sure that you're able to scroll down and um, connect directly with Christy. Check all of that out. I am in her Facebook group as well, and it's awesome. I just lurk in the background. I do a lot of lurking in the background on social media, but I'm watching, and it's a really great group to be a part of. So make Thank sure you. That you make sure that you scroll down and that you join us over there. Um. I wrote down, are you a profile line four at all? I'm a four, six. Yes. <laughs> you talked about collaborative. You're like, I just love collaborative. And I'm like, I bet she's a, yep. she's a four.
1: I love collaborating, so, networking. And uh, the six for those is a role model. So I know one day, like hopefully the story that I've lived will inspire others. I love it.
0: And see, this is the coolest thing about human design is is you can hear somebody talking like that you know when you've learned enough about it if you're passionate about learning more you can hear somebody talking like that and I'll automatically be like I bet they're a profile this or I bet that they're this type and I'll I'll ask later and they're like yeah and I'm like You know, so it's just funny how we see those, again, certain characteristics come out, like they show up in different ways, but it's interesting to be like, Hmm, I wonder if she is. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. And I wonder about your throat. Is it open or defined? Because you're here doing this wonderful podcast and you're a great speaker. It's defined. Awesome. So um, I was actually surprised when
0: I learned that it was defined because um, speaking was not my thing. So this is a very new kind of coming into myself again, deconditioning coming into myself. Um, and now you can't shut me up. I'm <laughs> 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 like, Christy's talking again. <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's the beauty of it. And it's offered so much self-growth and so much self-acceptance. So um, I think we had talked about where are we able to find you online um, like, and what
1: social media platforms are you on? Sure. So my website is christyhsullivan.com. I also use christiesselfcare.com, same place it goes to. um, I am mainly on Facebook. I mentioned the Facebook group, Christy's Self-Care Tribe, but I also dabble in Instagram and that handle is Christy H. Sullivan. And again, Christy is with an I at the end versus your Y. So K-R-I-S-T-I.
0: Right. There's so many different ways to spell it. So end with an I. And then you'll be able to scroll down to show notes to to link straight up. I think I've said that like 50 times. Um, So as we kind of close out, this has been such an amazing conversation. And like I said, I could, we could probably go on and on and on and talk about so many things, but do you have anything, maybe like a final message for our audience or just um, kind of something that you wanted to share as we kind
1: of close out? Yeah. If you're on this path of you know, personal development, spiritual development, there's so many people around you to support you. Um, you just need to find them. Um, and for the aspect of self-care, my quote that I love, um, I don't take full attribution for this because I think somebody else said it, but treat self-care as essential, not as a, a luxury or reward, because it is so important for um. Your life for energy, for personal development and spiritual development.
0: Oh my gosh, you can't see us, but I'm over here nodding my head with the biggest yes. Self care is so, so important, so important. So, Christy, I just have to thank you for being on today, for sharing with us. It was wonderful of you to give your time, and I enjoyed our um, conversation so much. So, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for the self project podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.